ओके सो हेलो एवरीवन माय नेम इज अभिषेक ए के दार्थ मुलगा एंड वी हैव विथ हियर उदिप्ता गोस्वामी स्ट्रेट फ्रॉम आसाम एंड वी आर हियर फॉर द एपिसोड टू ऑफ लेट्स गेट अनकंफर्टेबल वे वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स दैट नो वन रियली पेज अटेंशन टू डजन गिव इम्पॉर्टेंस टू एंड थिंग्स दैट आर नेग्लेक्टेड यूजली लाइक लास्ट टाइम वी टॉक वी स्पोक अबाउट सेक्सिजम इन द फिल्म इंडस्ट्री एंड इन द मूवी बिजनेस and for this for episode 2 i want to talk about a part of india that has been neglected for a very long time and it is somewhat invisible to the media it is invisible to majority of the public in india like we have forgotten that this is a part of india i'm talking about the northeastern part of india and i have with here udipta goswami with me to discuss the topic what about northeast india like what about them like so dipta can you introduce yourself and how why you're passionate about this so much like this topic that we're going to talk about yeah so hello everyone my name is dipta goswami and i am from tejpur assam and uh, no this thing regarding the northeast it has been grabbing so much of attention from you know all over the internet that why it is being neglected and why media doesn't no give any such response or it doesn't get highlighted in the news channels as well so yeah i have been involved in this for quite some time now i have been an active part i have taken an active part in our this ngo that is working in it it's called sarvaite along with yolo yolo stands for youth online learning opportunities and it is helping the youth to get connected with what we are learning across all over the country right now our main attention is towards northeast and to make people realize that yes northeast matters you know northeast has been facing many problems like discrimination from mainland india actually and you know we have been trying hard to make people realize that yes northeast is also a part of india and that we cannot let them suffer this discrimination anymore so that's basically what we are dealing with right now regarding yolo and through our ngo survey so thank you udipta for joining us am i pronouncing your name right is it udipta yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's so, perfect so how are you udipta like you are currently in a crisis in assam so how are you feeling how is your family and everyone yeah actually see assam has been occupied with a lot of problems now you know the co- there is the covid-19 pandemic and now the floods have struck and then also there has also been a oil tragedy here in assam it's in bagjan and you know the oil tank there got blasted the first blast happened on may 27 and the next blast happened just yesterday the first blast that happened the fire hasn't even you know got receded the fire is still burning and then the second happened yesterday three people have died and that's regarding the blast the oil tragedy but regarding the covid pandemic you know till now 26000 above 26000 cases have been recorded here in assam and regarding the floods if you say that almost 85 people have died here and 70 lakh people are affected out of the 33 districts we have in assam 24 are submerged under water oh, so yeah. yes as, yeah so assam has been you know 
occupied with problems in all the four directions. There is COVID, there is flood, there is this oil tragedy, and God knows what to come more. Yeah, and I've even heard Kaziranga National Park being suffering. Like we lost nine rhinos till now, and in total we have lost. In total, we have lost around many animals, and and even UN has come forward to support us. Like they have contacted our government, and yeah, exactly. In fact, ninety-five uh, percent of the Kaziranga National Park is submerged underwater right now, and in fact, the highlands that were created. It's also it is also been submerged underwater. The one-horn rhinoceros, you know, that's the pride of India. Yeah. It's not only Assam's pride; it's the pride of India, and it's the only thing that mm, uh, you can find in India and in Assam. So almost nine of them have died. Lot of animals have died. You know, lot many accidents have also occurred. Where almost I've heard, uh, heard land yeah. have uh, landslides have happened, which has killed animals which were trying to flee the national park. Yeah, exactly. Like because uh, people were not, uh, you know, people were not going by the speed limit. The speed limit on the national highway is forty kilometers per hour, but yeah, yeah, speeding for no reason, and that's why you know we have there are many cases that animals are being killed by speeding vehicles and land. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because the speeding limit is just forty kilometers per hour, but you know the vehicles they speed themselves up, and in this flood situation where all the animals they have come to the roots to take shelter because there is water in those areas, and many of them are being killed by those vehicles, unfortunately. And this is something that people should look after because just as human lives matter, the animal lives also matter because. Kaziranga National Park is a pride of India, and it's also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So we must try, you know, to, to conserve this park and to rescue those animals, those who are suffering right now. Uh, Ud- Hello, uh, hi, Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as we were discussing about the fate of Kaziranga Department, Kaziranga National Park, I've also read in. I've also read on the news that you know, according to July three, there were only there were only uh, 1.2 lakh cases reported in the 24 states. In but now it has like now it has been the death toll uh, the death toll that is due to the floods has increased from 35 to 87 according to the current date today. This is as per the yeah. Disaster Management Authority. And yeah, as you said, 24 lakh people are being affected due to this. And I've also heard that even Meghalaya has uh, five people, uh, like five people drowned today in Meghalaya. Of them, four were children, and one was an 18-year-old woman, which was yeah, exactly because yeah. So yeah, so likewise, you know, Meghalaya has also been suffering, and also we can't forget Arunachal Pradesh because Arunachal yeah. Pradesh is also suffering a lot uh, because of the landslides there. So many people have lost their lives there as well, but uh, the situation in Assam is worsening day by day, and it's not you. It's not something that it ha- happened this year. It happens each and every year. It happens each and every year. Many people lose their lives. Lots of lives are affected. The farmers, their crops are washed away, and their means of livelihood comes at stake. They lose their cattle. They lose their animals, and the suffering are at the highest level. 
have like even uh, during when um, our prime minister narendra modi was visiting america last year to visit trump he went to texas and yeah during that time like when he was during that time assam was in a flood crisis like during that time yeah. he was in uh, america giving speech about how india is uh, you know in full support of america how india is prosperous how india is successful is successful right now everyone is happy we are all doing great but he fails to ignore that you know like he didn't even mention that you know how people are neglected and here again he neglected our northeastern pe- people again so when he was yeah. talking about secularity and everything there like people didn't know that you know this is actually happening in northeast india and media are not covering it at all they are only focused on the government they are not focused on actual issues that are happening so like they were reporting, yeah exactly they were reporting his visit all the time while people were drowning and the condition yeah. that time was worse than what is happening now like i had heard like 84 villages were submerged under the uh, floods so like yeah like the situation is very dire like to, even if i switch i was switching news channels in the past two to three weeks and i'm only hearing things about how congress and bjp are fighting over some bullshit and they are talk they are constantly talking about sushant singh rajput's death like he was murdered and he was everything you know what was the breaking news the breaking news was kangana ranawat special interview with arnab and at the bottom yeah yeah very small text it was written assam suffers so many losses due to flooding like you can literally see how people are being ignored like this is yeah, not, this is not an issue to be discussed like kangana and arnab yeah, not much this is not important exactly because uh, you see this has been the condition for you know so many years uh what the media tries to do they i don't know but they just try to focus or glorify some of the parties at power or be the opposition party as well i don't know who channel who are you know supplying them the news but regarding is the main matters that needs to be focused always get suppressed and the things which are not to be you know discussed or be you know where they uh, you know develop a decade debate in the news channel like arnab goswami does a debate at 9 and 10 i think yeah so he comes up with issues that need that doesn't need so much of importance like yeah uh, yesterday or day after yesterday about the kangana incident yeah, so it's not a matter of national importance as in the case of assam floods because it, there you were just glorifying something of gangana and now and then you were just writing in small letters about the losses of lives in assam so that's basically very very you know disgusting and what are new sorry yeah and what are new channels yeah and what are new channels are trying to do is that amitabh but what amitabh bachchan yeah. has been eating in breakfast lunch and dinner Yeah, which party sachin pilot is entire yeah. rehabilitation like what is amitabh doing in how many days he'll rest yeah. and it's exactly. so simple and funny to see that you know there are people 87 people died in floods and there are people suffering through covid in northeast india and yet they yeah. are covering like the big stories amitabh bachchan has tested positive for yeah see see amitabh we all love amitabh bachchan 
he's a megastar he's a legend so we all love him and we all pray for his speedy recovery but just to sum it up bachan is uh, you know affected with covid 11 lakh other people of india is also being affected with covid yeah, right million so, there are 1 million cases yeah. it is 1.18 million as of today i checked so why only amitabh bachan is getting so much coverage just because he is an actor and yeah i understand that yes he is an actor he has some name yeah you cover one episode it's fine and you know, i have no issue with that and you know what the but covering each and every day with the same of what amitabh has been eating in breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> and to which party sachin pilot is heading whether he is heading to bjp yeah. Yeah. or whether he is forming his own you know party in rajasthan that's not an issue the main issue here is that assam is drowning 87 people have lost their lives 24 districts are submerged under water the kajiranga national park which is the pride of india that is submerged under water the lives of 100 rhinoceros are at stake and you don't bat an eyelid about it and just the news channels are focusing on amitabh bachchan and to which pilot sachin party's pilot is heading towards and the irony is you know what amitabh was the one who tweeted when you know modi announced that you know we should be banging thalis outside our house had you had you seen that announcement so yeah 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 amitabh was the one who tweeted that you know banging thalis would you know uh, make the virus go away like it is actually sound vibrations that will make the virus go and he is the yeah. one who felt positive to it like that is the yes. irony of this irony and i don't understand how beating thalis will you know just make this virus go away i don't know about the vibrations and all <laughs> but uh, okay if you have done the video it's okay i have no issues but what the media should do is to should try to highlight the problems that actually i am not only saying about northeast in fact be in bihar the floods occur every year but the coverage in bihar as well doesn't get highlighted you know bihar has been suffering from floods just as assam is facing but still bihar doesn't get the you know coverage yeah, like if i say you yeah like give me an let me give an example maharashtra got some of the rainfall uh, some days ago yeah yeah and those who came from south like they uh, had they had brought around i, do, I don't know the number of doctors that invited doctors especially from south who you know in from kerala i guess from kerala who had yeah. already so like who were already on the right path and they are they are solving many cases and kerala is getting rid of coronavirus very quickly so that invited doctors maharashtra yeah. and they left within a number of days because they were promised to be paid and the government never paid them like these are yeah. actually they are providing so many hours like doctors are, and health professionals are working 24/7 around the clock and they are not getting yeah. paid so they exactly. go away like because they didn't get paid like in the in their contract it was written they were going to get paid and the government never paid them never yeah that's that, that's what is happening now you see uh, like in the case of maharashtra another example i like to give that maharashtra got some rainfall in this days hmm. and there was not so much of flood actually maharashtra yeah. in, there is not a case of flood in maharashtra now yeah but the way the media highlighted that that there is going to be a flood in maharashtra because of this rainfall and all i mean you have a flood affected area here in northeast india where people are dying and you are covering about a state that hasn't been in this condition 
Yeah, and they were showing clips from previous, uh, like you know, they were showing clips from Maharashtra monsoon from last two three years. They were showing yeah, exactly. 2007 floods car images like that yeah. happened a very long time, and we haven't like faced some flood type issue which Northeast India is currently facing. So they are covering yeah, so basically that they're they're recapping clips from last year and previous years. Ka heavy rain. Exactly. Here, like here, if I see. Where people are yeah, like, stranded and the water is actually at knee level, but whereas in Assam people are drowning. Exactly, like see, Assam has been you know suffering from this flood since 1954. The first major incident that happened here was in 1954, and since then it has been occurring every year. But still, this issue, I don't, I don't know why it doesn't. Why the government doesn't declare this as a national disaster or as a yes, case I, of national importance? I, you know, the government has made several funds, like the National Relief Fund and the PM Cares Fund. Like, I exactly. News. I haven't heard any news that you know government has took out some portion of National Relief Fund for Assam, or they are using this fund now to help Assam. I haven't heard this anywhere. I've only heard that. I've only read. I only read. That PM Modi contacted CM Sarbanand Sonowal and he just asked about the situation, reviewed the situation, and he assured that you know uh, all possible help is coming to the Assam and the northeastern states who are suffering from the flood. So like he just took an update. Like I mean, an update is not needed. I mean, he clearly knows what's happening there. Yeah, being the prime minister, I think he should know what the country has been going through each and every step because that's why you are being made the prime minister. And, and like him and Amit even after that, him and Amit yeah, just chatting with the ministers and the state officials there, and they're just telling we we are assuring help to everyone and everything, but they haven't released any statement that what are they doing. I've only heard that the army is helping, and there have been around three ninety seven relief. Relief camps being set up, and I even uh, read yeah, exactly. an article. And even read an article from a person who's flood prone and is living in that uh, relief tents or the relief camp sites. That the conditions are actually worse, like in the tents. Like there is no toilet space being constructed in those tents. There is no ventilation, and plus the in the like in the wake of social distancing, there is not proper yeah. logistics and arrangement of these relief camps. Like I, exactly. the government should be cover, uh, very careful with the uh, with rescue operations. Now they know we have COVID and flood as well, but they are not carrying these in the relief camps they are setting up. I know the condition is really severe there, and you know their government has to do some quick thinking. But they can actually provide like even basic level of accommodation and social distancing norms should have been introduced in these relief camps. Yeah, exactly. Because see, uh, uh, yesterday I were I went in some of the areas where they are waterlogged, and I did a coverage of the flood situation there. So I was interacting with some of the people regarding the problems they are facing, and uh, they said that they have no access to any drinking water right now because they had they they had their wells and they are all drowned. So I asked them that what are you drinking right now? So they are saying that we have to go some two, three, four kilometers away from here, from our homes, to collect water. And if some, 
if an emergency comes out that you need water right now like as it in night hmm. they have to you know go between those areas where there is almost water everywhere they have to cross those and they have to go to collect the water and in fact in their homes as well there have been water up till their beds so they can't sleep in their beds at night they have come to the roads to sleep actually they have you know made their own tents there and they're sleeping in the roads yeah I've, and I've regard heard, yeah i've heard that people are uh, people and the citizens in northeast india are actually making their own camps and tents near river banks exactly in fact the national highway we have the national highway 37 or so through which you can go to the national kajiranga national park so right there you know the people have shifted to the roads in the national highways the you know towards the footpath areas and they have you know build their own tents yeah. you know just to save themselves from this flood so these people haven't give, been given any relief funds or any sort of shelter in these tough times so yeah. it's really sorry yeah. sorry yeah yeah so it's really a very big issue because you don't know when the water will again come up they have been staying here in, they have been staying in the woods now but if the water level comes up then again they will be under water and, and in fact the national landslides there is even a danger of landslides yeah exactly exactly and you no know, people have been living with fear that whether we can survive this night or not so this has really been an issue and regarding the you know the camps where the relief camps have been there is no any provision of social distancing just as you mentioned and now the second issue comes up that yeah the uh, even if these people get rescued you put them in the relief camps hmm. and the second issue comes up with covid what if one person among them are affected with covid then the whole relief camp is in danger yes and do you think like you know i i know the dire there is a dire situation there but do you think the uh, the efforts that the government or the organizations are putting there is enough do you think like it is like i you have seen like there like floods have been coming annually during this period in assam so do you think yeah. like, can you compare the efforts of the government like do you think it's getting better it's the same it's the same low quality uh, arrangement and relief operations being executed there what is your take on government's effort currently being done for relief see this has been the this has been the same issue for years i mean whatever the government will put the effort this year the same they will put in the next year nothing more or you know okay, they will not try to act for something more or to come up with more permanent solutions i think yeah we can't avoid floods because the the uh, in the geographical location of assam and the topography yeah. here is that we have a high amount of rainfall here yeah. so yeah we can't we can't we can't avoid floods yeah but yeah but what we have done that is that we have you know maximized the situation you know cases of enroachment and then lack of drainage in those village areas then the cutting of hills deforestation this has just you know increased the cases of floods in assam because, yeah, because you see government is trying to capitalize on you know extending mining operations and you know building industries in the northeastern you know uh, in the northeastern parts but at a higher altitude which is actually as you said cutting the hills and mountains where it is yeah. 
the villages and the regions that are at the lower altitude very critical to landslides and floods as, as you are saying because government exactly. is, government doesn't understand like you know the geographical conditions will actually be worse like they'll affect the geographical conditions so badly when they build industries and mining uh, caves there yeah. and i've even so, heard that the reason for the floods is yeah. like from bhutan the kuruchi the kuruchu hydropower plant has been let out like the water from bhutan has been let yeah it happens it, it happens every year see bhutan releases water yes and then it comes flowing away at a rapid pace attacking yes. here in assam and you know areas such as patsala and in those in areas in, in and around guwahati they get affected a lot so you know this has been happening since years you know bhutan releases those waters and then ultimately assam has to suffer because of that yeah because bhutan is actually opening a whole freaking dam like it's not even like a small yeah. dam like the kuruchu hydropower plant i've seen the images and it's actually a very massive dam and it's connected to all the main rivers like the main big rivers and exactly and i haven't seen the government uh, doing any talks or any negotiations with the bhutan government or the bhutan ministers like you know there should actually be a middle ground or solution to this because the government exactly that the power plant ka dam is is causing the floods is one of the major reasons that the floods are uh, being the floods are coming to the northeastern states but yet you know there are no news or there is no decision from a government to talk with the bhutan government so uh, like have you heard like the government talking with bhutan or like there is no communication with them at all about this as far as i am concerned or as far as my knowledge goes uh, i haven't found any of such news because bhutan has been releasing those waters each and every year see if there has been some negotiation then they would have opted for something else right but i think there hasn't been any negotiation till now so that's why you know bhutan has been releasing water each and every year and those water you know coupled with the situation here in assam makes the condition even worse you know brahmaputra itself is a big river Yes, and so the, you know how badly Brahmaputra can affect the whole of Assam. And if you if Bhutan releases waters after that, then you know the situation is very bad. Yes, and it is actually because of the dam that the Brahmaputra yeah. flow is reaching is reaching above its limit. is if the dam, exactly. if the dam if the dam is not opened in our way like if it's not released in india's path you know the condition is the condition can be far less worse than what it actually is but due to yeah. due to this power plant releasing water with their dams the brahmaputra is reaching its limit like it's reaching like the water level is over the limit because of this so you know like a yeah. like even if like the government would have spoken with them or would have you know done some negotiations with them you know this could have been far less worsened like you know yeah exactly basically and i will while researching yeah. while I'll, researching also about you know like i was researching about you know what all information can i get what all real cold hard facts i can get about this but you know i found it very difficult to research about this but because everyone was just saying the same thing these many cases these many things yeah exactly overflowing i could like there was like after so many after surfing through so many websites 
i found yeah. out that you know it is government being inefficient in like it is the uh, power plant in bhutan and it is you know like i can i i only found like you know the critical conditions being highlighted that are natural that you know the because like, this is a natural cause but i couldn't see anything from the side of the government's part that you know what is government doing i only saw the statement where you know they have so many relief camps i i only saw that and i didn't see yeah, anything see, because, done yeah see because somewhere or the other the government has to cover up their you know inefficiency so yeah. they won't highlight this part but what actually i would like to point out that you know the embankments that the government's created they just you know make some of the temporary embankments you know so that you know likewise if you see for this current year they will make some of the temporary embankments so that flood doesn't affect the area much it's not a permanent solution it's just a temporary yeah. but their embankment is so badly designed or i don't know what quality are they using in creating those embankments they get destroyed each and every year yeah so these are just yeah so they haven't come up with you know building a permanent embankment so that it doesn't okay floods may flood will destroy it someday if the situation is very worse but you can also plan it for some long term solution like see 5 years or some 6 years and then you can you know renovate it accordingly but they are just trying to build an embankment for a period of 2 3 months so that you know the suffering is way more less so this is just a temporary solution so they are trying to focus all like whatever money they have whatever funds they are collecting through their pm cares fund because the pm yeah. really doesn't care so i have only yeah. seen them them focusing their funds on you know elections or you know waging their uh, religious wars like for them for our government it's only binary there is only hindus there is only muslims there is nothing else beyond that so that exactly and is being focused on and i even heard that you know when the government uh, the government like not like when government put out their uh, donation ka plan like you know how you can donate a political party they have given yeah. they haven't released what donations they get and have they they have made it absolutely like you know without any rules and policies any corporate can donate any amount uh, to the government yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah. political parties and you know like you know corporate corporates will only pay to the government just because they want some benefits and perks and just they they want yeah. the government on their side so like, like yeah exactly literally playing so many hands under the table and all that you know they say that you know we are going to do this like this fund pm cares fund is actually for disasters but before pm cares fund there was national relief fund which was primary yeah. it's because it's primarily hum log ne naya sticker dal diya hai now it's called pm cares fund what about exactly and what's the what's the most funniest part is if you ask for how much amount of the pm cares fund is actually been in use or actually have been used they don't release any statement it's not transparent is, they they, uh, or yeah. they officially told that you know it cannot be released it is not current yeah. we cannot say how many amount i don't know why like they they openly told that it's a public fund a public fund yeah. has to may, has to be public all the information yeah. exactly get. and if the and if the you no know, public ask about it that yeah so some of the you know some of the contributions that you have been you have been doing through the pm cares fund 
and they say that no, we can't show that actually because it is uh, public fund. So that's that's the irony. You see, they won't release any statement. They won't show any anything of what, how much of amount they have actually used from theirs. And so definitely there will be a confusion with the public as well because PM Cares Fund, you know, there are. They have collected a huge amount of money through it. Yeah, there is but if they have, yeah, yeah, and if they contribute even at least two percent towards the Assam flood situation right now, then so much of problems could have been solved. Like, uh, have you have you entered any relief camp like while covering the entire crisis? Or have you ever visited anyone from the relief camps? Or have you ever visited any relief camps there? No, because just. Problem is that the inter-district uh, ban situation has been imposed here. Travel ban situation, so we can't go to any other district, and you know, so this has been the problem to cover up the relief camps. Have and uh, I don't know. Anyone, have you been in contact with anyone who is inside or who is near the relief camps covering the situation? Yeah, yeah, I've been in contact with some of my you know co-workers from our organization and also some of the other. Organizations they and they've how, been saying that. What are they saying? Yeah, yeah. The pro the thing is that the relief camp there is no any you know provision of social distancing. People are just staying all together. There is no any social distancing and now the main issue yes the people are rescued they have been kept in the camps but the next issue comes up is COVID. Just hmm. as I mentioned earlier that if one person among them. Comes out as a positive, positive patient of COVID, then the whole relief camp is in danger. Then each and everyone's, you know, lives there is in danger. I so there hasn't people been. People are sleeping on the floor in the relief camp. They are sleeping on wet floor. There, there is no problem. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no, no. Exactly, and this has been happening since years. You know, there hasn't been any provision of beds. They have been just shifted to the relief camps, and they are stuck there in numbers. There are thousands or hundreds. I don't may, around five hundred in each relief camp. I so, think the uh, is not learning at all. Like they know that you know these floods happen annually, and you know they have to be ready each year. But they there is not like there is no progress being shown in these rescue operations. Like it is like you know we have to rely. On UN or WHO or these international organizations like the Red Cross to help, and like it's the government's primary duty to help first. Like you know, the UN spoke now because they are seeing the conditions of these rescue operations and conditions of the Assam worse. Like the like what I don't know. Like the international organizations do much more than the national. Yeah, as always. See, uh, I would like to give an example just before. Uh, yeah, now NDTV has covered some of the clips. Yes. ABP News has covered some of the clips, and in fact, uh, I think Arnab Goswami did some yeah, a small, did. yeah, a small clip of it. But prior to that, it's basically the Arsenal Football Club and Chelsea Football Club. They covered this news. Oh, they yeah. have written about yeah. They have written about the Assam floods. They you know they have they said that they are with us. In fact, they wrote. The message in Asmis as well. So you see, football clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea are much more informed, or in fact, they are trying to highlight it to the entire world. Then came BBC. BBC is also highlighting this news. 
Yes. Now UN has come come forward, you know, to help us. Um, that if you need any help from us, we are in to help it. So see, the international media is much more. You can say um, they are much more focused on highlighting this issue than the national yeah, media. Concerned about the real issues that are happening. Yeah, and for our national media, it's just Amitabh Bachchan and his daily recipe. And to which party Pilot is heading, and as usual, the communal community things and the communal rights. That's all. Yeah. Like because like like if like everyone knows that you know news media are like literally bought by politicians now. So you know it's actually yeah. the parties who are dictating what news to be shown. But I don't want to dive into that because that is like another podcast only. Yeah. So I would like to dive into the current COVID situation of our Northeast India right now, and as I am like I had done my research on it, so I have actually found out that you know cases have risen from seven thousand seven ninety four to thirteen thousand three hundred approximately in just ten days, even like yeah, exactly. Like see in Assam, yeah, see in Assam we had cases of around. Forty or around thirty, thirty to forty around cases back in May. But now, if you see the current situation of COVID in Assam is very worse. From thirty to forty in May, it has now risen to twenty six thousand seven hundred seventy two. So you can see the high level of increase. Yes. And so there, there definitely is some. You know, the government has failed in some way or the other. Not to curb this, to flatten the curve. Actually, what they, what I say is they have flattened the economic curve rather than the COVID hmm. curve. Okay. That's what, uh, yeah, that's what has happened in India. So there has been inefficiency in controlling the COVID situation, and almost, in fact, Assam hasn't recorded any death case as well. North is actually northeast part of the India. Initially, was the part of India where the most few cases were there. Like yeah, in fact, there was yeah. in fact yeah, in fact there was no case in Assam till April, and in, the first case came up in May. Then gradually it shot up to such a great extent, and the main problem here is regarding when the government, you know. Uh, uh, open the interstate and district, uh, interstate and interdistrict travel because they didn't make any arrangement. They just said that you can go, you can go to your districts, you can go to your homes. Nobody just took care of whether the people have, you know, assured the social distancing in those platforms because once the people came up, nobody was there to advise them that yeah, you. You stay here, you stay or something, because people are really eager to go to their homes, right? Because they are, they have been suffering in their own, in the places where they, where they were away from their families. So everybody would like to go to their homes. But the way government control this inter travel, interstate and inter district travel, there has been a lot of faults in it. And I even heard that you know the Indian Medical Association, they had provided a specific rule. Uh, like it was a national rule that you know people who have asymptomatic people who have asymptomatic pe- patients who are asymptomatic are to be home quarantined because yeah. like 
because we because uh, the hospitals and all the health centers cannot afford like cannot there are not many resources there are not enough beds there are not enough health workers there are not enough doctors so like the logical solution according to them was you know asymptomatic patient should be home quarantine which is to lessen yeah. the burden and which is to also effectively treat the more dangerous patients so what yeah. happened so what happened in assam is like uh the indian council of medical research had stated that asymptomatic patients of covid-19 can be allowed to be quarantined at home but the assam yeah. government has said that such a provision can only be granted to the patients if there is a written undertaking by the patients themselves that you know the government cannot be blamed for any eventuality or cause of death and the yeah. assam like uh, because of that the assam government so not the assam government but like in northeast india uh like sorry it's in assam so in assam they yeah. told that you know even asymptomatic patients are to be hospitalized because yeah. an indian medical research has uh, you know they have openly said that this decision is very whimsical it's illogical like because yeah exactly literally knows that you know the there is not enough reason and you're in northeast india you're not even in the main yeah. whereas like yeah. in india there is a lack of Uh, you can say resources, quality resources like hospitals and education, and here the government yeah. is actually forcing these patients to be hospitalized, and they know that they have a lack of facilities, lack of resources, and there are large number of cases. And yeah, I've even heard uh, it's from it's by the Indian like an in Indian Medical Association wrote a letter. like the, there was dr satyajit bora who is the secretary and there was dr himanga baishya they are both from the assam the assam part of indian medical association yeah. and yeah. they had and they have said that increasing hospital beds without manpower planning is a futile exercise as we have limited ex, uh, resources of doctors and health workers and they strongly protested that the government needs to change this decision because they are uh, allowing these asymptomatic patients to be hospitalized first of all and then they are also yeah. increasing like, you know the health workers and doctors are to be engaged 11 days constant 24 hours in action and they will only get 3 days of 3 uh, days of quarantine after which they have to again work for 11 days straight with yeah this has been the yeah yeah this has been the problem actually because you see yeah they have been creating lot of hospitals now here in assam they have been creating hospitals and health workers are protesting like there is yeah. now you See, have you have covid and now doctors are protesting like how else can assam be more in trouble see they have been creating hospitals right and that's a great sign okay you have been creating hospitals but the numbers of doctors and nurses are not that much to occupy those hospitals actually you know and uh, i think the you know they have been bringing in this asymptomatic patients and you need another bunch of doctors and nurses to look after them because you just can't make them you know sleep in the hospitals that yeah come to the hospital and just sleep and we will send you uh, if you don't have any symptoms you can't do that if you bring in a asymptomatic patient you have to look after him or her and the government worsening the condition by increasing the duty time because as well, like because the more the health workers and doctors are exposed to the coronavirus patient even if they are in full protection full ppe kits 
like you know uh, like you know the do- there is a slight chance of you know getting tested positive for it and like if, if yeah, in fact doesn't help in fact many in fact in many doctors in fact many doctors here in assam they have been tested positive you know because they have been working continuously for this 11 12 days and they just get a off for two three days and then again they have to rejoin so uh, many of them have been you know tested positive and uh, in fact the police officials i would like to name them in fact the police officials they have been working hard seven days a week 24 hours no less nothing and some of the police officials have you know test, uh, tested positive and yeah unfortunately some have even died in assam yeah, so you know throughout india like you know police officials have been dying due to testing positive so like yeah like yeah. police and the health workers are running 24/7 working hard yeah so you just you just have to make sure that yeah they are working but you just have to make sure that you provide the necessary health you know healthcare and necessary days rest for them as well because they are also humans they can't work 7 days in a week yeah. and that to 24 hours and, and uh, the so decision to you know increase their duty time is really illogical because if, if you overwork them they will not be able to perform later and there is a very yeah, high exactly. chance of them testing positive because they are spending so many so much time with the patients there yeah and they testing positive comes as a threat to the entire family you yeah. know so yeah so you know this policy of you know making them work seven days in a week 24 hours a day it should it shouldn't be like this because they too you know are humans and they too deserve rest because the police officials the doctors the nurses and each and everyone in the health department they have been working continuously throughout all from january so yeah something has to be done and the government has to look after it so yeah now next now as we discuss the covid situation i would like to move on to the broader topic that you know as like we are filtering down this entire funnel of northeast india like the issues there i would like to take i would like to discuss about something broader that you know the ignorance towards northeast india like why the northeast yeah. is being ignored consistently like there's racism then there is the entire chapter of how the nrc and how is the cab affecting their and there are detention yeah. centers in northeast india like that is like a whole another ball game chapter that's an, that's another huge topic because northeast india has been neglected since time immemorial you know yeah. uh, but you uh, and besides that the people here in northeast they face problems of discrimination they face problems of racism and in fact you know many people from northeast they have shared their stories as well you know, people from northeast they go to delhi they go to you know mumbai they go to all of the places of india for higher education and then the people from those states or from those cities they term the people here of northeast as chinese then you yeah, can say st- yeah like you know chini jaat yeah. and everything said to yeah. and like, i heard yeah. during covid like the northeast yeah. and who are living in other parts of india are being spat on because and they are being mocked and they are being harassed by people like there was an incident in delhi like there was yeah. uh, there was a northeastern woman who was walking on the street yeah. 
एंड शी वॉज पैट ऑन बाय टू बाइकर्स हुर ऑन बाइक एंड दे साइड ये कोविड लेके आई है इसको भगाओ यहाँ से एंड दिस पैट ऑन हर लाइक देर आर सो मेनी केसेज लाइक माई फ्रेंड माई फ्रेंड there is like i have a friend in bombay and she is also northeastern like her heritage is also is northeastern indian and her relatives yeah. have faced it like you know like being fat on then they are little and there was another case i don't know which part of india but there was this northeastern woman walking and there was uh, another woman walking beside her and she was looking at her very suspiciously and she asked her yeah covid leke aaye ho and Oh, sorry. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, remembered. It was a family from Meghalaya. So the mom was yeah. in Bangalore, and so like her daughter was explaining what happened with her mom. So like she was going, yeah. she was in the airport, and she was traveling somewhere, and there was a woman with her, and she literally asked her in the flight, like she was sitting beside her, like she's asking, like, yeah. like, are you from Wuhan, like, like from where coronavirus originated? and oh. she was shocked to hear that that you know that she is actually accusing that woman is actually accusing her of bringing corona and late yeah. her daughter uh, said that she was actually going for a business meeting and when she told when the her mother told that to her to the lady who was sitting with her in the airport she was shocked like you know business meeting then this woman like that yeah is a matter this speak this this has been happening see uh, uh, many friends of mine who are from here you know they have gone to delhi they have gone to bombay and all for her studies and they have you know shared their stories with me you know the people terming them as chinese as chinky or you know momo and now in fact the not yeah and now in fact the northeastern people they are termed as coronavirus you know, if they see any northeastern people they will you know name him or her as coronavirus and in fact i would like to you know give an example it happened in this covid situation uh, it's in i think maharashtra and there was a northeastern woman she went to a stationery shop or oh, sorry a grocery shop to buy some of the groceries and then the shopkeeper they told refused her to give her the items saying that you are from northeast you are from china and you are bringing coronavirus with you so we won't allow you to come inside your shop so this is the situation you see and it's been prevailing in fact and the another another bad thing about this is like the students who go to delhi or mumbai to for their further studies they some of them you know choose to stay in rented house yes and when they approach the you know house owners for the rents they just ask him or her where are you from and they said yeah i am from assam i am from meghalaya or nagaland they will just say that we won't give you any house here okay because you uh, yeah you are not from our, you are not like not from our country we won't be giving you any house here and you just get lost from here so at last uh, some the people the students or this uh, from northeast they have to take shelter in some of the dharmshalas and all for some days you know because yeah. they don't have any shelter so this has been the situation and uh, regarding the discrimination research that you know the, like how assam is being ignored like when i was researching that uh, that i found yeah. that like in the schools and colleges like primarily in the schools in assam and or like not in assam like in the north eastern part of india yeah like when students are studying uh, subjects like history there is yeah. like, they study the history of india independence they study the like they study about shivaji maharaj 
they study about rangi yeah. but but they have never like they like the students themselves pointed out that there is nothing mentioned about the history of northeastern states about our culture and even in when like when they they also pointed out like these are the students that are pointing out that you know when they were reading the national anthem there was no mention of any northeastern uh, cultural aspect or anything about not and anything about this part of india and they exactly like because and they felt neglected while they were studying history like because their culture is nowhere in the textbook and yeah they are always like you know like whenever they read about history they are they have always come across words that you know people that pe- the appearance of people from northeast india like they are literally that uh, named as termed as foreigners they are mongoloid and like they are from mongolia yeah. and so like that is where it actually gets worse because it's at the grassroots level like while studying there yeah. covering such things that you know we are not getting that much importance yeah exactly see the education level has you know doubled the ignorance of the people towards not his like uh, as in history books everybody will get to read about shivaji everybody will get to read about you know tipu sultan Gandhi then about the mogols will get to read about nehru and everyone but yeah, i'm not yeah, everyone. telling that they are not important people but like yeah like it should be equally covered like you know something happened in this part of india also yeah see i would like to you know tell one interest some two three interesting events uh in fact assam you know the mogols occupied assam uh, almost each and every part of india but the mughals couldn't occupy assam you know they fought with the assamese army and then there was the rule of ahoms in assam which ruled for almost 600 years and they became the, uh, the indigenous people of assam later so you know the mughals came to attack assam uh, during the rule of aurangzeb and you know they couldn't occupy assam and it's the ahoms who defeated the mughals so assam was never you know captured by mughals at all and then regard during the second world war you know northeast is the only region in india where the second world war was actually fought yeah i read about that actually yeah northeast is the only region in india where the second world war was fought and it was uh, the it was the when subhash chandra bose you know founded the yeah. ina indian national army and you know uh, the battles took place here in manipur and in parts of nagaland towards the myanmar border so actually the main battle was fought in the northeast india and there is also a memorial for that in manipur where you know to tribute to you know give tributes to those you know martyrs of that war so see northeast has been you know a very important part of india but when it comes to resources when it comes to resources then each and every resources of northeast belongs to india right but when the pro- things come as in the problems of northeast like floods the landslides and all the discrimination that resources yeah so you see like as in assam you know tea of assam is india's right the morning in fact in fact the people of india their morning starts with assam you can say that because the tea comes from assam then you know the coal comes from assam oil assam is a very huge producer of oil rice as well 
So because Assam is a very heavy producer of oil, that's why government is trying to mine Assam ka hills like in the hilly areas yeah. of Assam and North East. They are trying to open mining corporations there. Mining industries are trying to open up caves there. That yeah. And, and in fact, for, for this mining, uh, regarding this mining, you know, the government has been destroying the Dihing Patkai Wildlife Sanctuary. It's called the you know Amazon of the East. It's called as the Amazon of the East, and but the government has been you know toiling with it for, for the mining and all, and they have been destroying parts of the Dihing Patkai National Wildlife Sanctuary. So uh, this is a matter of national importance. In fact, very much protest has also been done here in Assam regarding this. Uh, so see, this the problem. So when it comes to resources. You know, each and every resource of northeast belongs to Assam. Oh, sorry, belongs to India. But when it comes to problem, then why not those problems belong to India? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if Assam is facing a problem, or if any part of the northeast facing a, is facing a problem, then why not the government gives equal importance, like they give as in Delhi or in Maharashtra? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. If Maharashtra is a part of it. I would also like to point out that I read that Assam is one of the most liberal parts of India, and here there yeah. are not like there there is no cases or violence regarding women. Like there has like the least number of cases relating to women equality or women harassment, and cases related to gender equality. Like Assam is nowhere in that radar. Like, yeah, see. women are equal uh, women are given equal importance here like women take equal part in social movements as well as in if it's in terms of farming business and everything like is in yeah, yeah. Case, every like every women is every woman is equal and there have there has never exactly. been i've never read anything like you know assam mein there is like a surge of women like a sexual harassment and everything like because yeah There, and there is no dowry. First of all, there like there is yeah. some the, dowry in the, the, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's see the dowry culture in Assam, or in fact, it's not. No, uh, you you won't find it in any northeastern region. Actually, there is no dowry culture here, and no, the women here are given equal respect. They have been, you know, they have been given equal opportunities, and you know, there aren't many cases. Or in fact, you say there are, in fact. Very minimal cases of here, you know, the women complaining that we are not given any respect or we are not given any opportunity, you know, to progress further. But uh, but mainland India has been suffering for, for, from that. You know, see, uh, dowry cases has been. Um, I think most of the states in India are still, uh, you know, the dowry system has been prevailing seamlessly. But here in Assam, there is no any system of dowry. So we have given the women and the women community the you know the respect they deserve, the equality they deserve, and the opportunity to progress further. So, and in yeah. fact, you you won't you, you won't find any communal rights here as well. Yeah, you won't find any communal. You know, you won't find any Hindu uh, Hindus or Muslims fighting over here. So that's another plus point. Likewise, you know, so there are many plus points here in notice, but these are never highlighted. Have you seen any news regarding this? Uh, the big uh, glorifying this 
that yeah there is no any dowry culture there are no not many communal rights here or that the women here are given equal opportunity you won't find any of this in the national media never yeah so yeah now as we spoke about how assam's culture is being neglected and not highlighted i would also like to bring out this very sensitive topic regarding nrc and cab like the law that has yeah. been passed by government it's regarding illegal immigrants being denied yeah. and if you, like if i have have read it correctly like there like people have a problem with this rule in like there have been many protests in northeastern part of india and people are taking it in a very negative light like you know they are actually yeah. bad mouthing northeastern people of protesting against something that is actually for the betterment it's just because you know yeah. like they like majority of our citizens are so binary like they only think that only hindus and muslims exist and yeah exactly and i would uh, yeah so citizenship i mean like it was only you know provide like they were they were only going to provide uh, you know citizenship to the people according to the religion and the religions were hindu sikhs christians parsis and jains and buddhists now there is nothing yeah. mentioned about the different tribes or different cultures in of yeah. india but i have read that the government has made like there is a specific section in law like the sixth element i, I think i'm getting it wrong but i have yeah it's the clause 6 clause 6 of the assam assam accord yeah so they are trying to actually say like you know clause 6 is actually in favor of this cab and this nrc so what is your take on it like i've seen protests happening and i've seen people like you know protesting and you know you cannot pull away pull us away from our home we have been residing for so many and they are people are actually scared of being pulled into detention centers that are being built i recently read that narendra modi like not like the indian government is building like a 30 33000 square foot detention center in in the outer parts of assam somewhere i forgot the name of the area but i read yeah that. so i would like yeah. to have your opinion on this entire thing so like like is it actually happen is it actually like scary for northeastern people nrc and see Canada? yeah it will it's it's scary you can see you know lakhs of people lakhs of people will be coming from you know parts of bangladesh pakistan and they will be occupied here in assam so first and foremost what comes is that the indian government they are not you know been capable of giving employment to the ones that have been living here see yeah, we have so much of employment inviting they are actually inviting nris and foreigners and people who you know come under the nr uh, are like inside the cab uh, that the cab rules that you know they are hindu sikh jains and parties yeah. they were they will actually get uh, their housing and residence in these northeastern parts and like even kashmir like but that's a different thing altogether yeah but they they are going to be provided housing and actually the northeastern people are going to be pushed out of their houses or their properties and yeah see and it's because uh, of the bengali speaking muslims like they just want to remove like they just want like like accord like i read it through some sources that like the main agenda is to get rid of all muslims like all non like all bengali muslims and they totally want to dominate get northeastern dominated with you know 
governments preferred religions like hindus yeah uh, yeah so see the problem is uh, there have there are there are so many issues here see the in fact now the employment opportunities of india is very low in yeah. fact the uh, the government hasn't been able to give employment to the ones that have been living here to bring those so many lakhs of people and then the government of saying that we will be giving employment opportunities what about the people that have been living here you know that's a big issue because employment is indeed the big issue for us so definitely the youth are very much you know they are scared they are afraid and what about our lives you know we have been studying hard we have been trying hard and still we haven't got any employment opportunities and then this lakhs of people will come and they will get those opportunities so that's a big issue and another issue is that yeah some of the people you can see in those times no people don't really bother about you know to you know to issue the birth certificates or to you know something like that so the people who are of uh, the of the generation of our grandmother or grandfather so they haven't really issued the birth certificates back then so many of those people who haven't you know who don't have their birth certificates no they have been told us that you are not indian and you will be thrown out of you know of assam or from india just because you don't have any birth certificate and i saw this in the news actually when this case was a burning topic uh, i don't actually remember the name but this man he was a uh, he was a teacher of some of the school in assam and his name is uh, i forgot his name but yeah he belong to the muslim community so he said that yeah for some reason or the other i couldn't you know get my birth certificate issued at that time because we didn't have uh, much opportunities back then and also we didn't have the resources back then but now you know after serving so many years as a teacher and teaching in a school and then when they say that no you have no you don't have a valid birth certificate and you are not uh, you know we can't term you as a resident of india so he was basically crying in the news channel saying that uh, see i have been serving for the cause of society i have been teaching for so many years for almost 15 to 20 years teaching students and all and now after this came up and you say that i am not in india it will it will actually hurt anyone's sentiment because now it has become a threat to his family it has become a threat that oh, some day or the other day be thrown out of their homes you know so this is just an example and there are many examples such as but what the other thing is that most of the uh, you know the people assam most of the people in assam you know are farmers you know and somewhere or the other they are illiterate as well so they don't really know about you know all about all these birth certificates and all of issuing and all so uh, so they have never you know read about this as well the importance of birth certificates or the importance of getting nrc done or something like that so if you say that those people are not indian just because they don't have a birth certificate yes it is illegal isn't it because first and foremost they are they are illiterate and they doesn't know anything about it and now all of a sudden you say that you don't have a birth certificate and then you will be thrown out so definitely there is a big problem for those people
Okay. And I I also have like I was and I was researching about this topic. Like you know like I like there is like in Golpara in Assam the biggest detention center is being built, and there is a person called Ali. He is 25 years of age and he is an electrician who is working at the detention center being built, which is under construction. And when he yeah. was building it, he actually like when like this certain news publication was interviewing him. There is a statement by him that actually you know like that's actually quite scary. Like you know I felt what he was saying there. So he quote I quote he said today I am working here. Tomorrow it could be a jail. Tomorrow it could be a jail for my brother-in-law. It will ruin my sister's family. So like he is actually working at that detention center, and while working, he's scared that what am I building this? Am I building my brother's own jail? So, yeah. So this has this has been the problem for most of the Muslims here in Assam. So no, they are you no, know, they are just living in fear, or they are you know afraid of. what will be the plight of us in the coming years whether we will be you know kept in our homes or whether we will be dragged out of from here they don't they are not even sure of that and you know they have they are just the only thing they have left in the atmosphere they don't know at which moment or in what time they will be thrown out so and because of this lot many protests happen in assam you know it happened for almost many months but then the covid situation came up and you no know, the things have returned back to normal but i think once this situation the covid situation comes back to normal then cable and again be a burning issue in this part of the region yeah so like what i could take away with speaking to you is like it's very critical in northeast about nrc it's really very sensitive and people yeah. are Scared, like even if a person is a non-Muslim, or even he's from a tribe, he's from an indigenous tribe from the yeah. northeast. They are they are also scared because technically they are a part of India, but they were never like their tribe or their caste were was never registered in the official NRC. Yeah. So like that's, exactly. So that's why it's very scary for the northeasterns right now. Like yeah, know. even you. even some of the tribes are still fighting you know to yeah. you know get their get the names of the tribes registered as an indigenous tribe of assam or you know they are still fighting for the recognition and still they haven't got it yet so yeah this has been a really great problem and i would also like to know that how is the northeastern media currently working like are they covering Like, are they covering as much about the issues in Northeast India, or are also they are? Do you feel they are also not providing or covering issues efficiently? Yes. Yeah. See, regarding Assam and our media, you know, I would like to say that yes, the media has been covering the situation of flood. They have been doing it. I I can't say no because. each and every time i switch on the assamese news channels they have been covering the flood situation here in assam day after night so this is something that our media has really done you know well in fact during the time of uh, the cap protest as well they they have been covering this issue and in case of the assam floods as well they have been covering this issue really well uh, but what the thing is that these news channels you know the way they are covering this media this doesn't get highlighted in the national media you know 
uh, even if they get importance here, you know, it is limited only till Assam. And the government doesn't allow it, you know, to go it to, to the other parts of India. So that has been the main problem. The Assam media has been doing their best, but the national media, they are paying a very less attention to us. Okay, so I would like to kind of divert our discussion towards your organization, your NGO and yeah. your organization, you know, and I would like to uh, give this platform to you to speak about how a person can help YOLO and how YOLO and your NGO, the one which you are associated with, are helping people yeah. in Northeast India currently. So, yeah. Yeah, see, YOLO was an initiative of Sarvahite. Sarvahite is an NGO and, you know, it was an initiative of Sarvahite to come up with another platform for the youths. You know, you know, so that they can contribute something for the society and for the greater cause of humanity. So YOLO has been basically running many of the campaigns right now, uh, such as uh, Northeast Matters and now Assam Floods. And then also in this COVID situation where mental health is very much important. So YOLO has also been, you know, driving campaigns such as Mental Health Matters as well. And also... Another campaign that is being run by YOLO at the present time is Blood Matters because there are many people require blood. And, you know, YOLO has been covering this not only in northeastern part but also in each and every part of India. So, YOLO has been active uh, for the past, since uh, the past, since past one month. And now it has, you know, uh, open groups in almost all the districts of India. So, YOLO has been active throughout the country. And no, not many youths have joined us for this greater cause, and they are, you know, working hard day and night, you know, to, to serve for the humanity. As in the case of Assam floods, Yolo has been trying hard, you know, to go on ground and cover the situation that the people are facing because the media, national media, hasn't come up. So Yolo has taken that initiative to go on ground and to cover the sufferings of the people and the way they, their lives are and the way they, the, their lives are at stake. YOLO has been doing it day and night and in fact YOLO has also started you know to, to cover up fund, funds for those affected in the floods. So we have you know started uh, taking donations as well of whoever who are willing to donate it. We have our own donation link there in the official page of Sarvahite, in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, in all the social media matters. And we are trying hard, you know, to help these people, to give them any sort of, you know, support in these tough times, uh, be it in case of, be, be it in case of money or be it in case of food materials or something like that. In fact, our ground workers have started working on it and they are just trying to distribute those relief materials all those people who are suffering here in Assam in this tough times of flood and COVID. And I would I would like to thank you for the effort that you all have been putting in. And I also want to point out this story that I found out while I was on Twitter. There is actually yeah. do do you know uh, do you know about BTS? Yeah, yeah. So BTS, yeah. I act, like BTS is like a South. Korean uh, pop band. Yeah, it's a South Korean band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
pop band and they like indian fans like there was this woman in india her name is bhavna and she yeah she is from assam yes uh, it is actually yeah. the milap.org website yeah and she yeah milap.org she put out a message and it is so like wonderful to hear this and you know she requested she requested all the bts fans of india to come forward and help yeah. some floods on twitter and they have yeah. generated around 5 lakh rupees yeah yeah this has been on on the news and you know it was a great initiative from her and you know they this through this donation drive they have collected around 5 lakh rupees and you no know, they have done a really great job and this is something we want that more and more youths you know come forward together you know to serve for a greater cause for humanity because at a time when the government fails or when the people in the power fails it's the responsibility of us as a citizen yeah, you know to actually, come forward it has always been that people like the citizens have taken matters into their own hands when no one is yeah. thinking and even if yeah. it's not enough they managed to work it out like how like this bts army allegedly raised no not allegedly they actually raised 5 lakh rupees yeah. to the milan yeah. org so like kudos to bhavna kudos to yulo yeah kudos kudos to them and in fact uh, many organizations here in assam you know they have you know started to raise funds and to give you know relief funds to the people It's just like you know there have been many organizations in assam as well who are just working day and night for this cause so that the people you no know, till now the people ha- haven't you know given haven't been given any relief funds because there is this covid situation going on and you know the government i think has been very much inclined towards that rather than the flood situation and you no know, they haven't been given any, they haven't been given any flood you know relief materials and people are suffering because they have nothing to eat at this moment of time so a lot many organizations in assam they are trying really hard and in fact we as a team in yellow we are trying really hard you know to cover these stories so the, and we are trying hard so that these matters get national importance in fact through our medium you know adil hussein joined us adil hussein joined us then yeah dipanita sharma joined us she is an actress from assam and you know she has acted in films like ladies versus ricky bell and something like that and you know the, there's the journalist fayed suja i think you have heard of her yeah. she has also joined with yeah she has also joined with us regarding this campaign so we got on board so many celebrities speaking for us you know and yeah it feels great to be working for the humanity for a greater cause and there are all then i have also found out that you know there are youtubers indian youtubers like sanjay but yeah. and there is also carry minority who are carrying out, who are carrying out these charity streams where they are raising money for yeah they are raising carry minority carry minority raised almost 11 lakhs yeah if oh, i'm yeah. not wrong yeah if i'm not wrong he raised almost yeah. 11 lakhs and yeah, yeah. and also there is a youtuber from assam his name is timpu borwa he is very popular here in assam and no he also started a you know host party just like kariminati did and he collected around 43000 in just over half an hour okay wow and he said that he, yeah and he said that he will be carrying out such host parties in the days to come so that you know 
to ensure that the people get the necessary relief materials so like you know it's actually so, comforting to hear like you know yeah. artists and all these communities from youtube like if you singers there are comedians there yeah. are gamers and there are these groups like you know like this bts army is actually a group and there yeah. are groups that are you know actually you know doing and helping helping out really raising funds like it i it actually feels comforting to me but also yeah. settling that you know like all all of them are working like like because we know it's our duty to help our fellow people yeah but like it is also very funny to see that you know government is not doing like if you see across and see what is the government doing and like you there is absolutely nothing you can say like if i want to say about patients yeah. all i can say about you know all these groups and all these comedians are raising money but i do not know anything like what is government doing like how is they how are they helping yeah so like exactly. i see uh, i congratulate yeah. all of y'all and all of like i pray for all of you that you know y'all stay safe there and all these i would like to also thank all the communities who are helping who are not yeah exactly related to assam or not even related to northeast india yet they are stepping up and they are helping yeah. that's a very yeah in fact yeah in fact our organization yellow you know we have volunteers from assam but in fact we have volunteers from all the states of our country so in fact they have nothing to do with assam but they are also working day and night you know for the people of assam and not only yellow but also you know i would like to thank each and every organization or ngo that has been working hard and also the celebrities or the youtubers who have come forward to help at a time when the government has failed uh, because of these celebrities people and all these organizations somehow we can say that yeah we can help these people you know in getting some sort of relief funds and i would like to ask you how can someone from any part of india can help yolo or help you and help your causes help your ngo yeah you know we just have to to be part of you know you don't need to do anything else you just have to mail us at yolo yolo so okay i will just we'll write it down when we'll upload the video we'll write down the details like where your yeah. mail at but i would like to know that how can someone help yolo or the ngos that you're associated with yeah so for regarding that if uh, through your video if anybody you know through a video when when people see it they can directly contact me or they can go to our official website page we have that in twitter we have that in facebook we have that in instagram as well so the all the contact details are given there all the emails and the necessary phone numbers are given there so it's a very simple step you just need to email us and we will get in touch with you immediately so okay. if any I'll you provide all the yeah. details to our viewers about yolo and uh, and i yeah. even i'm going to tag you and yolo so like you know you can directly get in touch with udipta himself if you if you want to know about anything if you are curious about northeast india the conditions there the condition of assam floods or your you want to help some way you can i'll tag you dipta when uh, this video is up and you can directly reach him on twitter on his twitter handle on his instagram and wherever he is available at so yeah uh, thank you dipta for joining us and enlightening us and actually 
giving us some hard facts that what is really happening in northeastern part of india so do you have any closing words for this session like do yeah you, thanks what would you like to say to the viewers who who will watch yeah this? uh yeah sure and thanks avishay for you know having me in this platform you are doing a really great job actually and you know to bring matters to light which have very less importance so it this matters needs to be highlighted and you know in fact it gives me great pleasure to highlight the issues of northeast india and how it has been being neglected and how the people have been facing discriminatory remarks since time immemorial so i hope through this video you know some of the eyes gets open and you know people start knowing about what northeast india actually is and how this region is contributing to india and its economy so yeah it's been really great talking with you we in fact had a great you know chat and i hope you no know, people after watching this video they get enlightened about northeast india so thank you very much avishay for having me on board it was a really great evening thank you dipta and uh, i will see every one of you all next week when i'm with another uncomfortable topic that we neglect a lot yeah i will, yeah i'd like to yeah, say to you have said the best of luck for your upcoming videos and yes i will definitely watch them once they are out and i hope you all the best for your future endeavors and i hope that you bring up many many such you know issues which are not being highlighted so kudos to you you've been doing a great job just keep it up thank you i will surely do my part of with that media isn't doing so i will try my best to do that yeah so thank you everyone and i will see you next week and bye sayonara